Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remso W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence, to new ways to develop rugged individualism, to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remsa W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remsa W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Do you need a hand with video and YouTube content editing and production? Send some love to our newest sponsor, Vanzot Media, a freelance video editor and YouTube content creator that produces a wide variety of content such as audiobooks, audio dramas, podcasts, gaming videos, and interviews. Vanzot is passionate about entertainment and dedicated to helping others grow their name and brand. Check them out at facebook.com slash vanzotmedia. That's V-A-N-Z-O-T media. Facebook.com slash vanzotmedia. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Uh, Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Me- Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. Another week is down, and we have more stuff to talk about. Another another weekend wrap-up is on on our way right now. Yes. Is it week two of the Biden? The reign of Biden? I can't even keep track anymore. It, it seems like it's been five years. It's been ten days oh, okay. as of today. Right. So the 20th is when he took over. Yeah. It is now the 30th. So okay. ten days. Not even two weeks yet. Wow. And, damn, what a... What a week. Yeah. Not not necessarily because of the Biden stuff. I mean, there's lots of Biden stuff we have to cover. But the biggest thing that happened this week was all the freaking crazy, like, stock market stuff. Like, everybody became stock market ep- experts yeah, this right. week. Like, people that never even, like, considered, like me, uh, even, like, looking into, th- like, terms like hedge funds and right. short stocks and all yeah. that fun stuff. Um, that all got reversed, and we all became... The uh, resident experts this week. Yeah, I, and I, I heard a quote uh, today on another podcast where someone said the stock market is really just a, a measure of rich people's feelings. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, because um, when it's us complaining that we're getting screwed over by them or we're not making enough money, all right. the the rich billionaires are like, "Well, invest money, and you can, uh, yeah. and you can get to where we are. Invest in the stock market, and then." 
um, the nobodies start investing in the stock market and the rich billionaires start losing. And they're like, oh, shit, stop stop investing in the stock market. <laughs> yeah, well, whoa, whoa. Stop it, stop it. <laughs> we take that back. We were joking. We, yeah, we right. didn't think you'd take us seriously. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of when uh, um, Gavin Newsom came out last week and said that, oh, we, we would release all the data about the, the COVID stuff, but it, it's far too complex oh, for yeah, the right. commoners yeah. to understand. Yeah, That's right. how I feel yeah. it is with um, the stock market yeah. stuff, because once um, these smart nerds on Reddit decide to start like uh, yeah. hyper-focusing on some of these like shitty billionaire yeah. hedge funds, they're like, well, you guys you guys don't understand what you're doing here. Yeah. You shouldn't be doing this. we got to have regulation on this shit. Oh, yeah. I saw where... like uh, like these 12-year-old, 13-year-old uh, gamers whose parents bought them a little bit of stock in GameStop, I mean, are, are suddenly <laughs> making some money now. <laughs> I had seen one post that was like, what the what the billionaire hedge funders don't understand that us uh, oh, yeah. uh, that the, game, that. the gamers understand <laughs> is that um, GameStop does not trade fairly. <laughs> so what do you mean five dollars? I just bought that game. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna just do like just kind of give my layman's idiot um, explanation of what happened this week. We're not going to sure. really talk about what everybody's talking about, but we have some stuff in regards to this to to talk about. And as far as like government response to all this shit that's going on. So in my dumb, idiot, non-stock market layman's terms, what happened is these hedge fund managers, I guess you could call them, um, what they do, what what it's called short stock. Is that that's right. right. Yeah. And so what it is is they'll find like some failing company like GameStop that's like constantly on the decline. They'll borrow stock, borrow like a stock from them. And they won't buy it. They'll borrow a stock from like a broker. They'll sell it for the current price. Say it's like $10 today. So they'll borrow this stock, like a piece of paper that says I have stock in this. They'll sell that for $10 no, with the the thought or just they just feel that tomorrow it's going to be worth less than it was today. So they sell it for $10 today. Tomorrow it drops down to $7. They buy it back at $7, but they still owe that stock to the person they borrowed it from. Right. So they give it back. They just made a $3 profit. They sold right. it for 10, bought it for 7. It's yeah. like it's like buying or it's like taking something back to the store that um somebody bought at full price. Right. You get the $10 back from it and then you go Say you borrow a shirt from somebody, you take it back, get the full price. Tomorrow it goes on sale. You go buy it for um, half price. You give it back to the person you borrowed it from, and you just made a profit yeah. off of their T-shirt. Right. Yeah. So that's exactly what was going on. And, and, and to put it in perspective, I believe that the shares of GameStar, they were selling at $29, mm-hmm. and it made it up to like $333 yeah. a share. Yeah, something insane. So yeah. if, say they have like thousands of stocks borrowed, which that's what one Redditor ended up like pinpointing this hedge fund uh, manager that had like tons of short stock bought on GameStop, and so th- he got all his um, nerd friends on Reddit to yes. to go yeah. and buy a bunch of this because if the price goes up, they still have to buy that stock back because right. they still owe somebody that stock. Right. Yeah. So if the price goes up, they yeah. take a loss on it. Yeah. So when it goes from twenty nine dollars to three hundred fifty dollars, it just in- ten times the amount. Yeah. So say they bought it at. 29 they bought 
what, 10,000 shares of this. Mm-hmm. Now they got to sell that for 10 times yeah. or like pay back 10 times as much right. yeah. to pay that back. So yeah. overnight, I think this hedge fund company lost like $30 billion, oh, yeah. Yeah. went bankrupt, and like everybody went up in arms like, yeah. oh my gosh, they're beating us at our game. Right. Yeah. And I mean, big tech jumped to it. Like, like Reddit tried to shut them down. Discord tried to shut them down. I mean, really? be like, oh, yeah, yeah. That was the big thing is like, well, and then Robinhood, yeah. that app, you know, they tried to shut them down. Isn't that ironic? I Robinhood know, right? trying to stop the poor from stealing from the yeah. rich. So the, the Wall Street Bets forum on Reddit, I read, is is now 3 million members strong Holy shit. <laughs> and is flexing his muscle against hedge funds. The forum has sparked an epic short squeeze in shares of GameStop, which is now spilling over into other highly shorted stocks. So this isn't going away. No, not at all. And like, yeah, and detailed below um, this article, there's they're starting to go after other um, shorted stocks to make those go up. And yeah, there was like AMC. Yeah, um, there was Children's Place. I think was one, which is yeah. more like a secondhand children's store, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a couple that we had seen. Um, let's see. National Beverage Corporation Fizz. Fizz? That's a that's a company. I, think I saw that on like a late night like um like um commercial like you know where what's the um where they you know get your fizz now and you know huh. it's like yeah um let's see Virgin Galactic Holdings that sounds okay. cool probably cooler than what it actually it is probably is um let's see here Tanger Factory Outlet Centers I didn't know Tanger Outlet malls were failing. I didn't either. It's a big surprise, though. Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah, uh, yeah. AMC Networks, which we knew those were, uh, and then yeah, GameStop. So yeah. So so we got <laughs> these heroes, in my opinion. Oh yeah, heroes. absolutely. I love this. And I talked with my brother in a bonus episode that I'm releasing today or tomorrow too. So if you're if you want to hear me rant a little more with him about this and give our opinions about that, go sign up and become a Patreon member, and you can hear that bonus episode and. A bunch of other bonus episodes that are released throughout the week and months and years and whatever. So, um, but one thing I had asked him, and I'll ask you this, is it worth is it worth it if the uh if Wall Street just goes bust? Is it worth it to you, do you think? Absolutely it is. Is it worth yeah. <laughs> sending yeah. us into a depression? Yeah, it is for me. And I know this sounds um selfish maybe. Yeah. But I just why should the, the there be gatekeepers? Yeah, right. And, and I mean, they get pissed off because the game is, is been flipped on their head. Yeah, the game they rigged. Right, the game they rigged for them. Right, and then people figure it out and they they organize on on social media or whatever, and then they come back and they hit them back with it. It's like why why shouldn't the people ha- get a pay- right. piece of that? You know. Right. And I don't even think the, their their purpose was to make any money off this. Oh, no. That was just net yeah. be- benefit. Because I had read a CNN article that was like, um, what like what what is there to gain? Yeah. But from sticking it to the man, right. does does it make you feel better? It's like that is what there yeah, is to gain. Absolutely. Sticking it to the man exactly. was the end goal. That is what yeah. we, they wanted, and they accomplished it. And yeah. they got a little money on the side absolutely. from and it. And that that same article, because I think you had read it to me. Um, I mean, they they. They attribute it back to Trumpism. Oh yeah, yeah. Saying like this is all because of Trump and, and like tar- like saying the elitists are the the yeah. bad guy and right. stuff. And it's yeah. Stuff like 
Well, if that's what we got out of the Trump um, yeah. presidency, then good. Yeah, I'm right. glad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and they're like, oh, well, th- there really isn't anything to gain by this. Well, yes, there is. Yeah, <laughs> they gained what they wanted to, which was exposing this flawed yeah. system and yeah. turning it on them. Absolutely. It's like sitting down at the big boy table and beating the big boys and yeah. then getting upset. Yeah, so. yeah. and now they're going to they're gonna lobby for some kind of regulation on it. Oh, yeah, obviously. Know, because they're big babies. Yeah, yep. And, yeah. and the fact that big tech ran to their rescue and supported them. And I, I, I had read that um, people had given started giving Red, um, Robin Hood bad reviews because of the block. Yeah. And Google took those bad reviews off. <laughs> of course, You Google. know, and so it's like they're all in it together. Yeah, it's they ridiculous. Are. They absolutely are. Because they know that they'll be next. If, oh, yeah. if they don't stop this, they're, it, it's not going to stop yeah. there. We got this generation of, like, cyber nerds, cyber heroes that are like this actual cyber Robin Hood yeah. that are like, you know what? This shit sucks. Yeah. You have vulnerabilities and we're going to expose those yeah. and, and bring this down on our own yeah. because we can't get change from polit- politicians. We can't get change in government. Yeah. So we'll make change and, ourselves. And it, it all goes back to, you know, what I've always said is if people could come together and instead of, of, you know, this side or that side and realize that the system is rigged you know they can overcome the system. They can beat the system at its own game. Yeah, and, and well, that's and why they want to keep us it. divided. Oh, absolutely. So we don't absolutely. start looking at them like, oh, look at this right here. This yeah. is shitty. Let's oh, take yeah. this down. Yeah, let's, let's band together and take this yeah, down. Exactly. So, um, what I wanted to get into about this was um, apparently some people have called out our new Treasury Secretary Ugh. Janet Yellen for having some uh, a little bit of. Um, conflict of interest in this this whole situation no i that's hard to believe no uh, yeah i couldn't imagine that somebody who was the former fed chairman who moved on to the government the highest like financial government position having any conflict of interest right. yeah. in anything like this yeah. because uh, apparently she had take has taken in the last couple of years since she was uh, the federal chairman she's taken eight hundred ten thousand dollars from um, the Citadel, is that who it was? Yeah. That yeah. is the owner of Robinhood, correct? Right. Yeah. So, um, and that's speaking fees. That's just speaking that's fees. $810,000. Nobody is that good of a speaker. No. And I, I wouldn't even listen to Morgan Freeman. <laughs> for $810,000. Come on. So, but, so they question, not, she hasn't said anything. She hasn't oh, come out. Course. She's been silent yeah. on this, but they question the good trusty, um, uh, press secretary, what what's that? Saki. Oh, um, yeah, she's a Saki. rock star. What is her name? <laughs> Sanky. Sanky. I can't think of her first name. Anyway, so this article here, I'm sure it'll is it Jen? Yeah, Jen Sanky. There we go. They questioned her on it on whether that or not that would be a a conflict of interest and whether she should recuse herself from mm-hmm. any um, giving the president any advice on this right. since she took so much money from the the top companies that are affected by this. Yeah. So this article says um, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen won't recuse herself on GameStop despite getting almost a million dollars from Citadel. Despite an $810,000 conflict of interest, newly confirmed Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen will not recuse herself from advising President Joe Biden on the ongoing hedge fund mania with Robinhood and GameStop. When asked during... Hang on just a second. Your face disappeared from my little... Oh, that's a new trick I've been working on. Oh, nice. Uh, When asked Thursday uh, 
Uh, when asked during a Thursday White House press c- conference whether Yellen would recu- recuse herself, wow, I can't talk right now, from advising the president on the ongoing GME stock shorting after having been previously paid upwards of a million dollars in speaking fees from Robinhood's largest customer, uh, Press Secretary Jen Psaki didn't seem to have a problem with relying on the new Democratic Treasury Secretary's Council. So this is her reason for not recusing herself from this GameStop incident. Separate from the GameStop issue, the Secretary of Treasury is one of the world-renowned experts on markets, on the economy. It shouldn't be a surprise to anyone she was paid to give her perspective and and advice before she came into office. Sagey told reporters. So she's really smart. So right, yeah. she's really good at stuff. So yeah. uh, why would she recuse herself? Well, you can't tell me they can't find other really smart people that know the markets. That, you know, that to... don't have a major right. conflict of interest here. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know who Jesse Kelly is, but yeah. um, he tweeted out a response. He said, only Republicans recuse themselves like chumps. Democrats are are all like, recuse myself. That's a... Con- the fact there's a conflict of interest is the whole reason I'm here. <laughs> so obviously that's biased against Democrats, but I, I thought that response yeah, was funny. funny. But that's about all that article said, and then it gave a bunch of Twitter uh, yeah. like but, responses. But there was this other article from Breitbart that explained um, her speaking oh, okay. fees okay. a little more and some other like shady shit that we need to dig yeah. in at some point. Yeah, because it's, yeah. So this one from Breitbart says, Bribes and payoffs... Disguised as speaking fees for Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. So this is calling these out as bribes because okay. why would it? Why would a company pay her eight hundred ten thousand right. dollars to speak? Again, nobody's that good of a speaker. Janet Yellen. And this article was sent to me from a, a listener and said, "Hey, you guys need to talk about this." So okay, okay. by uh, that. from from demand, like by demand, here's this article. We we need to talk oh, about yeah. this. Janet Yellen, the former chairwoman of the Federal Reserve, who is now. His fraudulency, Joe Biden's <laughs> treasure secretary, you can tell this is one-sided article, <laughs> obviously, made millions off Wall Street speaking fees over the past two years. So this was just in two years. In just two years, according to the Wall Street Journal, Yellen pulled in more than $7 million in speaking fees Holy crap. during more than 50 in-person virtual engagement, in-person and virtual engagements, according to financial disclosures. So $7 million divided by 50 what would that be <laughs> she'd make in um like 14 like 1.4 mil- i don't know Wait, like four said hundred forty thousand dollars per one seventy million seven million divided seven, by 50 is a lot yeah divided by 50 is a lot Hundred and forty thousand dollars. Yeah, that's what I that's what I thought. You were really so close. I was. I said hundred and forty thousand. Did you? First okay. I said one point four million, then I dropped to zero. Oh, okay. Good job. So hundred and forty thousand dollars per speaking engagement. Yeah. And some of these are virtual. Holy <laughs> Yellen listed nine hundred and fifty two thousand dollars in income from speeches to City, one of the nation's largest banks. She also disclosed speaking fees from PIMCO, Barclays, Citadel, BNP, Paribas, Credit, uh, SUS, ING, Standard Chartered Bank, and City National Bank. Nearly a million bucks from one bank. There's nothing, no conflict of interest there when you're the financial advisor, right. soon to be the secret financial secretary. Um, it says other companies shelling out big bucks for her work have included Goldman Sachs, Google, obviously, 
City National Bank. I mean, she's going to be the top financial policymaker, basically. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Why wouldn't she have you know a little little bit in the the doggy bags of every bank in? Yeah, the, and they're the paying country. her a million dollars in speaking fees. Yeah. It says so when the White House was asked this week if Yellen's speaking fees have created a painfully obvious conflict of interest as it relates to GameStop Robinhood Reddit story. Press Secretary Lynn Ginger sputtered, "I don't have anything further for you on it except to say, separate from this." So this isn't Lynn Ginger. This is, oh, Lion Ginger. I, I can't read. My bad. Lion Ginger, which is Jen Seiki. Okay. That's that's the the. That's what that site calls her. Yeah, Lion, Lion Ginger. Lion Ginger. Okay. okay. I like it. It says, um, that so her response that we read earlier about her being really really smart certainly puts the issue to rest. It says I mean the fact that, um, Citadel, the firm that bailed out the first hedge fund to ba- to be bankrupted by the crowdsourced stock buying bonanza this week has paid Yellen more than $800,000 in speaking fees in recent years is nothing to be concerned about not even as we watch a countless number of everyday retail investors getting shut down in an effort to protect Yellen's billionaire pals at Citadel and elsewhere if you want to look at how this grift works jack Posobic tweeted out a bare-bones list of Yellen's Wall Street speaking fees. So you can go click on that. I'm not going to get into all of her speaking fees, but we know it's obviously ridiculous. It says, the numbers are outrageous. Why would anyone drop hundreds of thousands of dollars to have some former Fed chair come and tell tired war stories and do some punditry? Well, I mean... By that, what I mean by that is, what's the benefit to the financial firm shelling out all this money plus airfare and fancy accommodations? Even more, what's the benefit if she appears virtually from her kitchen at home? (laughs) Does the presence of 74-year-old Fed chair bring financial firms more customers? Does this prestige and star power of such an appearance increase the firm's client list? Of course not. This goes on to say, you wouldn't walk across the street to see Janet Yellen for free, even if free lunch was served. (laughs) (laughs) So what does this tell us about the speaking fees? (sighs) Sorry, but the speaking fees are nothing more than America's elites figuring out a way to legalize bribes and payoffs. That's it. That's all that's going on here. I can pull up an hour speech that she gave at Stanford. Uh, (laughs) um, But we're going to charge $800,000 for listeners to hear that. So if you want to hear that, go to patreon.com. We'll have the $800,000 level, <laughs> and then we'll we'll play that on there. That is the elite Janet Yellen level. <laughs> we, we don't do gold anymore. <laughs> There's the Yellen standard. Yep, yep the Yellen standard. Uh, while it may not be legal for me to hand you an envelope of cash, it's perfectly legal for me to fly you on a private plane, first class, or first class, put you up in a suite, wine you and dine you, and then hand you a gazillion dollar check for an hour's work because wink, wink, nod, nod, know what I mean. It says, we see the same with book advances. Some poll is paid an exorbitant amount of money to write a ghost-written book that no one reads. So th- here's here's a very interesting example. I'm not going to read this whole article, but I wanted to read the, to hear this example. Andrew Cuomo... This calls him Andrew Grandma Slayer Cuomo <laughs> um, of New York was paid a seven hundred and eighty three thousand dollar advance by Harper Collins to write his memoirs, which sold thirty eight hundred copies total. That's crazy. If you're talking twenty bucks a book, and that's expensive yeah. at uh, right. um, um, Barnes Noble. That's not Amazon right. price. That's Barnes yeah. Noble prices. Twenty dollars a book. You're looking at what, like? 
seventy thousand dollars. Yeah, seventy five thousand right. dollars right there. But he got a seven hundred eighty three thousand dollar advance, ten times the amount that he possibly would have That's made. Crazy. As an advance on this book. So do you think there was maybe some some shady dealings going on bit, there? Yeah. When yeah. he like they said it's probably a ghostwriter that wrote the damn book right, anyway. Yeah. He probably had nothing to do with oh, it. Yeah. So I, I found that interesting. Um this one's blatantly calling it um bribes taken from her. Uh, and then absolutely. it ties right back to this GameStop stuff. And then um Jen Seiki, or as they call her Lion Ginger, um says well there's no really no reason not to seek her advice right yeah. why why wouldn't a person that's taken millions of dollars from banks create policies right beneficial to that that have that pertain to these banks right yeah absolutely <laughs> i i don't think in any way shape or form um somebody that is making any sort of policies regarding to the financial system or Mm-mm. or anything like that should be taking oh yeah money from those yeah. that are directly affected by her policy. Absolutely, yeah. Like, I, I, I imagine that while she's the federal chairman, there's no way she legally could be getting a million dollars from right. a bank while yeah. she's a Fed chairman. But right. she, that's probably why she took that two years off. Oh, yeah. Because it's just like, well, I need to... I need to... Clear out my taxes. <laughs> yeah, I need, I need to go uh, raise some personal funds yeah. here, and then I'll get right back into the public service, yeah. public service. But And I had I had read an article where um, it was talking about the obvious, um, like, cooperation between, you know, Republicans and Democrats. Yeah. And he said, you don't see any bigger example of that than when AIG had their, their birthday... And uh, this was a, a thing that was it was bailed out during the 2008 bailouts, right? Given all kinds of government money, and really? you see all kinds of Republican and Democrat senators at this party together. I mean, that right there just tells you just. But then when they get back in front of the cameras, they're all screaming at each oh, yeah. other, saying they're all a bunch of crooks. Exactly. And that's that. when, yeah. In reality, Supporting, they're all a bunch of crooks. They're all a bunch of crooks. Yeah, it, they they all are funded by the big banks, uh, mm-hmm. and then they create policies that affect directly affect the big banks and then when some actual robin hood comes out and says hey we're going to take this shit yeah. down they get pissed they get all pissed and start yeah. making policies against it right yeah how long before uh yellen or biden or somebody steps in and says hey no more we're we're putting oh, a yeah. stop to this right well and i'm sure if we really did our due diligence from pelosi to mcconnell we could probably find where these politicians have gotten their book deals, have gotten their speaking oh, yeah. fees, yeah. you know, have gotten the inside scoop on some of this insider trading for stocks and bonds that they've made their millions of dollars off of, right? You know, and, and money from lobbyists, and, and you know, so that they can set themselves up and set policy that'll benefit these people. Well, I had read, I don't know how true this was, and I didn't read the whole. I think it was just a. Uh, a, a picture post like a screenshot on mm-hmm. facebook that i think it was pelosi bought like a bunch of stock in tesla like days before Bi- that, biden yeah. announced that um the whole entire government fleet was going to go electric or mm-hmm. or yeah so she's like oh there's no insight that i mean martha stewart goes to prison for right, be, for right. insider trading yeah. but when you're when you're the ones making up the yeah. markets when yeah. you're the ones regulating the markets, it's okay to do the insider yeah. trading. It's there, so- there was another one, and I can't remember who it was. This was a couple of years ago where there was a the government was ending its contract with some different people, and all of a sudden, like a bunch of senators sold off a bunch of stock, 
Like, because they didn't have a clue that was going to happen. Oh, but right, see, that's yeah. bullshit. If that yeah. happens, even if you sell stock in your own company knowing that it's going to tank, you'll go to prison for yeah, that. Right, absolutely. Yeah, if you are if you are working for the government, you should not be able, or if are looking to work for the government, you should not be able to get any speaking fees. You should not be able to get any stock. Right. I mean, you're just, you're a public employee. That is your salary. If you have any direct influence or... Or have any inside knowledge of yeah. the regulations that are going to be handed down on some of these, or um, like corporations and stuff. You shouldn't be able to um, capitalize on right. that. Yeah, right. I mean, that's that's why people like Martha Stewart go to prison because they're not supposed to be able to capitalize on inside information. Right. And, yeah. But but for some reason, the government gets a ro- gets away yeah. with it, yeah. and then their panties get in a bunch one right. week. Pull. Shit yeah. like what happened on Reddit. Yep, and and again, it's both sides. You know, it, it they're both complicit. Yep. So, the one that I thought was really funny that was like, um, it was a meme I saw. It's like all these MBAs come into work realizing that they they got outsmarted <laughs> by somebody with the Reddit handle "potato in my ass." <laughs> uh, it's so great, and that it's is. so true. It's just it like. Is. Yeah. It's the biggest fuck you you can yeah. have. So some you know like twenty one year old gamer who lives in his mom's basement who just saw this thread. You know somebody on on his you know Fortnite. You know was like, hey dude, pull up game Reddit right now. <laughs> Even if I was the guy running the show here and I was like a super smart genius and I was the one that found out all this information, I would intentionally have the shittiest uh, Reddit handle. <laughs> yeah, right. So it can be like, you've been schooled by potato in your ass. <laughs> It's not potato in my ass anymore. It's potato in your <laughs> <Exactly>. ass. Exactly. <laughs> Bend over. So, um, yeah. So I, I, I asked you if it was all worth it if the whole everything goes yeah kaput if the whole stock market crashes. And to me, and my brother is the one that actually said this. He's like, it's all going away anyway. It's That's all going to crash That's at true. some point anyway. So right. we might as well get what you can. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well it's not even like capitalizing it. Yeah. it. We might as well take from them what we can. Right. Like, yeah. Because usually when it crashes, it's people like that that make money exactly. off of it. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that um, yeah. capitalize on yeah. on a bust yeah. situation. So no, the 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 rich always profit, no matter if the situation is good or bad. The whole shutdowns over the economy, we saw how these billionaires did. Mm-hmm. You know, while everybody else is struggling. So you know, and I'm I'm not one of these like oh well they're the one percent. You know, yeah, but no. I am one that you know if you can get yours, get it. You I, know? I'm one that if. You're making your fortune off of the misfortune of others. I don't feel bad if somebody no. turns around and does that no, the same absolutely. to you. Yeah. Again, like, it's it's the the system is set up a certain way to benefit certain people. And yeah, people figure out that system and learn how to, to turn it around. Good for them. Right. Even if it if crashes the whole thing to a halt and we got to start over i'm sure people like aoc and bernie sanders are praising this because they see it as a chance to crash capitalism and then start whatever um, socialist right ideology they have going but we'll cross that bridge once it all crashes so and you know if she wasn't so afraid of being assassinated by republicans she'd probably be right there with some of them yeah she wants (laughs) uh in order to um Cross party lines with Ted Cruz, she just says the only thing he can do is resign, yeah. basically, because he wanted her dead. Yeah, three days ago. Three days ago, or two weeks ago, <laughs> yeah. however long it's been now. So let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. Because um, once again, um, Joe Biden's policies aren't, are kind of backfiring on him. Some of his uh, 
freaking um, executive orders that he's put out there aren't going over so well. No, they're really not. And some of it, like one of these articles that you sent me, um, is specifically going to screw him potentially because of laws that were imposed by his boss. Yeah, right. Yeah, Obama. Things that put Obama put into place are backfiring on him. Yeah. But the first one we'll get into is this Texas lawsuit, and you got that one because yeah. I couldn't get it pulled up online. I ended up having to pull up a different one too. So oh, okay. um, this is from um, the Dallas News. It says Texas AG. Okay. Texas AG. Um, okay, I don't want to subscribe to your newspaper. Uh, sues Biden administration over deportation freeze. As he promised Thursday night, Paxton filed a lawsuit against the Biden administration for refusing to rescind a 100-day pause on deportations. Joe Biden's presidency was only about 48 hours old when Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton sued the administration Friday for going forward with a 100-day freeze on deportations of certain non-citizens. I told the Department of Homeland Security and Joe Biden last night to rescind its deportation freeze until it's unconstitutional which is unconstitutional, illegal, and bad for Texas and the nation, uh, Paxton wrote in a tweet. They didn't budge, so Texas is bringing them to court. After threatening to sue DHS on Thursday night, Paxton wasted no time before filing the the suit Friday afternoon in a press release. He said the Biden administration's order directed DHS to violate federal immigration law and breach an agreement to consult and cooperate with Texas on the law. Our state defends the largest section of the southern border in the nation. Paxton said, failure to, failure to properly enforce the law will directly and immediately endanger our citizens and law enforcement personnel. In a letter to Acting Homeland Security Secretary David Pekoski, and in the lawsuit, Paxton contends that the order violated an agreement to work with the state to address shared immigration enforcement. The agreement Paxton cited was made by Donald Trump's administration, not Biden's, and it wasn't clear what, uh, whether it was legally binding. The letter to Pekoski served as a threat that prefaced Friday's action, Paxton said, in a suit that Texas has not received a response. Gilberto Hinosa, the Texas Democratic Party chair, called Paxton an embarrassment to Texas. <laughs> God. Now um, we're just like <laughs> slinging words at each yeah. other. Uh, and that's all the rest of this article is. Oh, that was it? Oh, he's an, that's all. The only thing yeah. that guy had to offer was he's an embarrassment to Texas. Oh no, no, it goes on. The amount of hatred towards migrant families by Republican leadership is something is something that never ceases to amaze me. Ken Paxton seems to have no problem with grossly wasting taxpayer money to score political points, even though Trump left office without doling out a pardon to the indicted Attorney General. Oh, I didn't know he was indicted. I didn't either. Um. Let's see. Yeah, so that's that's the gist of it. So, but again, it sounds to me that um DHS has a specific agreement with Texas because it's a border state. Right. Biden is over is stepping over state States sovereignty, rights, yeah. right, and trying to impose these immigration laws. Yeah. Yeah, and when who's front who's been fronting most of the bill for immigration right. anyway, it's probably more of the states anyway. Oh, so, yeah. Um Yeah. What, like, who has say in whether or not a state um, right. deports 
illegal immigrants. Like, can you even say illegal immigrants anymore? I, I don't. Think Undocumented that's, yes, uh, workers, migrants, yeah, migrants. Yeah, something like that. Undocumented citizens. Undocumented no. non-citizens. Yes, <laughs> I, that's it. <laughs> pre-citizens. <laughs> I, I I don't even know. Yes. Um. Yeah. Who Who has that final say? Because right. who's good? Whose economy is going to be directly affected by a flock of? Yeah. Um. People, what, what was that country they were flocking up, Honduras or something? Yep. Where yep, they that, had a caravan in line? For yeah, when, it was like, um, it was over 100,000 people in this this caravan that are just shooting up Central America towards the border because they know Biden's going to let them in. Yeah, and whose economy is that going to affect the most? It's going right. to affect the border states yeah. primarily, yeah. initially at first. I mean, obviously they're going to disperse eventually, but at first yeah. it's going to directly affect those states. And so... Yeah. For you to say, no, fuck you, you have no say in this. Right. We're saying um, you can't deport. Yeah. So yeah. they can't, so they freezed all deportations. Yeah. Yeah. So any, if that 100,000 comes in now, right. there's nothing we can do. Right. Yep. Sue them. Yeah. Sue them. Absolutely. It's like there's got to be some kind of regulation. Yeah. If Biden wants them in the country bad enough, Send a boat down there to pick him up and and take him up to D.C. Don't say that because he probably will. He <laughs> hey, probably will. let him. I want to see what happens to D.C. at that point. Yeah, they already got a fence around Capitol. That's true. <laughs> but again, it's just like there's. I mean, whether you agree with deportations or um, this current immigration laws or what have you, yeah. if you agree with open borders or not, there's got to be some kind of regulation going in. Right. You can't just have yeah. a billion people flock in at one point yeah, right. and not. Not worry about it affecting the economy. Yeah, you're, you're going to get some some bad actors in there. You know, you're going to get cartel people. I'm not saying all of them. You know, I think the majority of them are good people that are just trying to better their life. So you're like Trump. They sent a murderer. They sent a rapist. <laughs> and that's why I clarified. <laughs> yeah, he did too. His second time around because yeah. the first time they they um they kind of mixed his words around yeah. a little bit and said that he said all of them were rapists and murderers. And the second time he came out and was like, no, it's just one, just one murderer and just just one individual yeah. rapist who raped the murderer. I, I think that the, the path to citizenship is overly complicated and mm. expensive for the normal person. Yeah, why don't we spend money on right. like revamping the path to citizenship? Exactly. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, get rid of the IRS, right? And just, you know, flat tax it. Take all the funds that would be at the IRS, put it into immigration. There you and, go. And... St- Streamline that whole process so right. a, a farmer who wants to better their life doesn't have to shoal out twenty five thousand dollars in legal fees, and you know spend two years camped out on the border. You know, right? So, is there any uh, is there any way we could by because sh- you say streamline it? Um, obviously, we know the government can't streamline anything. <laughs> no, so, can't. should we privatize immigration probably, services? Yes. Let's I farm mean, it out to Tesla. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Tesla would 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 probably do a pretty good job of it somehow. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we privatized that, and then we privatized the DOT, and then we there should be... Go. The country would oh just gosh. be in so much better shape. Nobody would know what to do. <laughs> Everybody would be happier. I mean, rainbows, sunshine. <laughs> yeah, the suicide rate would drop exactly. drastically. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the solution is, but um, just saying, no, no more deportations does not yeah. seem like no, the solution. It's, it's, you know, he's catering to... To his base. I mean, if the state wants to take on that liability and say, "Look, we're not deporting anymore." Look at California; they've right. basically done that. Yeah. They have sanctuary cities, and yeah, look at their right. economy. Look how great <laughs> exactly. that is. Right. So, if they want to take on that liability, th- then good on them. Yeah. But yeah. when, as the federal government, to say, "Nope, fuck yeah. your economy," right? 
we, we're just going to keep them here. And to me, politically, I mean, Biden has an easy out. You know, federally, I don't have the power to force a state to, to freeze deportations. Mm-hmm. Talk to your state. Right. I mean, it's easy enough to get out instead yeah. of this political posturing. Yeah, and that's all it is. Oh, that's it all is. this 37-plus um, executive orders the last two oh, weeks, yeah. has, the last 10 days has been. Yeah. Is, more, more executive orders than the last 15 presidents. Yeah, so he's also... Other executive orders that he's getting sued over, obviously the oil stuff. He, yeah. it's, he's getting slapped with those from, lawsuits. From two different ends. <laughs> yeah, this one says, Biden gets sued over recent executive order. Wow, that's specific. <laughs> Thank you, title. Um, let me get into this one after I pull is it up. The, is that the Canada one or is that the um, other one? The other, I think. Okay. So it says, the Biden administration has been slapped with a lawsuit claiming that it overreached when it announced a moratorium on oil and gas leasing on federal lands. In an executive order he signed Wednesday, President Joe Biden declared the Secretary of the Interior shall pause new oil and natural gas leases on public lands or in offshore waters pending completion of a comprehensive review and reconsideration of federal oil and gas permitting and leasing practices in light of the Secretary of Interior's broad stewardship responsibilities over the public lands and in offshore waters. This is a long sentence. No including potential climate and other impacts associated with oil and gas <laughs> activities back to school. on public <laughs> lands or in offshore waters. So basically, he's putting a, a freeze on it until we can finish up all these like um, climate studies. We can finish up all these... like. Um, yeah. uh, just all these like government studies, and we right. know how long oh, government yeah. studies go yeah. on for years, years. Yep, that's how you always see in the TV shows when you want to uh, block like some oh, yeah. like a, a strip mall from going up. You could be like, oh no, we, we got to have a yeah, right. a study of the environmental impact yeah. uh, of this area right here, and they yeah. know for a fact that it's going to be years oh, yeah. before they can start digging now. Yeah. It took ten years uh, to finish the uh, the Highway 100 out here because of butterflies. <laughs> butterflies had to get relocated. I they forgot did. about that. <laughs> However, the Western Energy Alliance said the open-ended language means that the pause is equivalent of a ban on new leases. The alliance represents 200 energy sector companies. Goes on to say the type of pro- programmatic environmental analysis regarding climate change that has been announced will take years to complete. Like yeah. I said likely uh, lasting most, if not all, of the president's first term. The lawsuit said the order should be blocked by the courts. On January 27, 2021, the Secretary of the Interior, acting at the president's direction, suspended indefinitely the federal oil and gas leasing program. The suspension is an unsupported and unnecessary action that is inconsistent with the secretary's statutory obligations. Because the suspension is both arbitrary and capricious, and contrary to the law, the court should find the suspension invalid and set aside the challenge government action. The lawsuit filed with the U.S. District Court for the District of Wyoming. Hmm. Kathleen Sgamma, S-G-A-M-M-A, Sgamma, the president of the alliance, said Biden is going beyond his authority. Again. Well, no shit. That's all yeah. he's been doing. Is, right. is, he's overstretching, overreaching his authority. Mm. The law is clear. Presidents don't have authority to ban leasing on public lands. All Americans own the oil and natural gas beneath public lands, and Congress has directed them to be responsibly developed on their behalf. Drying up new leasing puts future development as well as existing projects at risk. 
President Biden cannot simply ignore laws and effects for over half a century. Biden's ban is an overreach meant to satisfy the environmental left, but it would seriously harm the livelihoods of tens of thousands of Westerners and put at risk millions more as state services become unfunded. I was going to say tens of thousands seems pretty low, too. I was going to say. She said the ripple effect of Biden's executive order are vast. Furthermore, the Biden ban puts at risk national parks and public land funding less than a year after Congress passed the Great American Outdoors Act and directed $1.3 billion annually in oil and natural gas leasing and production revenue into conservation. So but a lot a, of that money was going back yeah, into conservation. Right. Yeah, Trump was was redirecting that money back, but because it's a Trump law, Biden doesn't look at it yeah, as valid. Right. It's like, well, we got to stop this, this oil because it's bad for the environment, right. but you don't know how much that money was going back exactly. into the environment. Yeah. The Land and Water Conservation Fund which is likewise at risk as it depends on federal offshore offshore oil and natural gas. By targeting the industry, the president is risking the $8.8 billion in conservation revenue streams that otherwise are available from a stable federal oil and natural gas program. The president just created a gap in conservation funding that he likely hasn't even considered, just as he hasn't considered the sacrifice of nearly 58,700 Western livelihoods every year this ban continues. So there you go. Yep. I mean, it all sounds good and looks good to the environmentalists, but or like at least the environmental leftists, yeah, that think that they have this great knowledge of what is best for the environment, but yeah. they don't take an effect all that's going back into mm-hmm. it and all all the um, the funds going back, uh, the livelihoods you're you're losing. That's like when California made their ban on, like, the burn-offs of, yeah, right, of right. like, the brush burn-offs and stuff yeah. because it was bad for the environment. Yeah. Then what happened? All these fires. Wildfires went yeah. rampant because it was mismanaged, yeah. environmentally yeah. mismanaged, because some some person that thinks they have this green yeah. uh, green bug, right? this green idea that, oh, we got to stop burning the right. stuff off because it's bad for yeah. the the atmosphere or whatever. Yeah. And, and that's the problem when you get somebody who gets a law degree mm-hmm. making environmental policy. You know, they don't know the science behind things. You know, they're doing it because it looks good on paper. Or you get a former bartender slash ec- ec- economics major <laughs> right. yeah. that has a piece of paper, a college degree. Yeah. Right. I mean, I went through economics 101. I should be able to call some of these shots, too. Oh, I would trust your view over <laughs> but yeah they 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 just don't have a clue no, they like don't. it's like they we don't. were talking about um engineers if mm-hmm. you're an engineer i'm that i i love engineers but half the time a lot of times what looks good on paper right. when you get out in the real world you got to oh, yeah. make some changes and and yeah. that aren't there because you didn't take certain yeah. things into a Right. Account. How many times do we look at plans that an, uh, an architect put together that looks really great, but is just not feasible in a lot of ways? Did it take into account the fact that the ceilings were like eighty foot tall with, yeah. <laughs> and the building's ninety percent glass? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, we're gonna run wires over to here because this yeah. is the shortest shortest distance A to B. It's like, well, that's a glass wall yeah, though. Exactly. We can't run You're wires not through. Fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's just how I see this. It's like, yeah, it looks great, like. Yeah. Let's stop oil because it's um, bad for the environment. Yeah. But you've seen the pictures of the wind turbines that are leaking, leaking petroleum yeah, all over the right. ground. So obviously, yeah. oil goes into like uh, lubricating yeah. the the parts of the the wind turbines. Right. 
Oil goes into the production of yeah. the wind turbines. Well, and there was um, it was a tweet I think from Spike um, that was talking about how much uh, petroleum is used to fill in the gaps of these wind turbines and solar panels in areas like Iowa because I I've bid jobs looking at using solar panels right and you have to have a large like supply of fuel to fill those gaps especially in like the northern north area where the sun's not going to hit it a lot really? and and a good portion of the the you know the winter the fall you know you just don't get as much daylight as you're going to get down in like Florida or California right so the states that are screaming for all this right um, it's just solar not feasible yeah yeah so whatever again same as the <laughs> the immigration thing whatever Whatever needs to be done, something needs to be done, but this is not it. Right, yeah. Like, you're, you're definitely missing a big chunk here. Yeah. Like, you're, you're making these big assumptions, these big um, executive orders, and not realizing all the stuff that goes into effect right. here and all the, all the uh, chain, of, chain reaction that's going to be affected by yeah. this. No, it's not just the oil workers that go out of business. Right. You're putting environmentalists out of business yeah. because all that $8.8 billion isn't going back into conservation, yeah. which is paying a good salary of yeah. environmentalists. And there was a big quote from uh, uh, John Kerry, the, the climate czar, uh, this week when someone asked him about all the lost jobs. He was like, well, they can go put together solar panels. Again, we talked about this. Yeah. People in like union jobs, like Pipe Fitters Union, yeah. the people that are getting affected by the Keystone Pipeline, They've trained for years to get to these positions. Right. It's not like they can just turn around and all of a sudden get a job right. as a, a solar panel expert. Yeah. Yes, we lose, say we lose 500,000 jobs in the oil industry. We gain 500,000 jobs in the solar in industry. Yes, yeah. we made up that amount of jobs, but those 500,000 people are still out Jobs, right? right. Yeah. You didn't create jobs. Yeah, you just you just displaced the... jobs. <laughs> exactly. You didn't dis, and you didn't just replace that worker's job. You just gave somebody else a job. Yeah, right. Which is fine if you want to build up the solar industry and build more jobs. That's fine, but you can't yeah. just take out five hundred thousand jobs yeah. and say, "Oh, go, go learn how to code or yeah, <laughs> whatever, right. yeah. whatever it is." So, yeah. it, it's just I, I don't. It's it, I have no words for it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it just it's it's ignorance. Yeah. That's all it is, is it's, ignorance. This first 10 days is just, like, complete, utter ignorance. And yeah. it's just, like like you said, a flex of power. Mm -hmm. It's just him showing showing his muscle yeah. and then realizing people are getting pissed off at this. And yeah. it's probably people that put you in office in the first place, Absolutely. especially the unions. Yeah, well, I, I mean, and we've talked about this, I think, last week. There's an Indian reservation over, I think, in Utah that is deeply affected by this yeah, cause, Indian, because that's that's where they get a lot of their their money for their economy and their own fuel and, and their own right, energy exactly and now they're screwed yeah. and so I think they're suing the Biden administration as yeah. well yeah so so yeah I mean it's not pretty for him or his administration no. everybody it seems like everybody that he's put into office is getting backlash as of mm -hmm. lately um, there was the one more the Canada one you had brought up yeah and this one's funny. Did you want to read yeah, that I one? Yeah, I can read through it real quick. All right. So uh, this is the Keystone XL legal risk. Highlight dangers of putting investors before climate change. It says the chickens have come home to roost for, <laughs> for Alberta Premier Jason Kenney, uh, who bet $1.5 billion on public money on a very risky prospect, the highly controversial Keystone Pipeline. 
President Biden, and to the surprise of no one, put Kenny, um, but Kenny followed through on an election promise and canceled a key permit to the pipeline of a, on his first day of the administration. Now the premier is scrambling for a way to recoup some of Alberta's loss, and he sees a trade agreement as offering some hope. The former NAFTA contained a chapter on investment that allowed a foreign investor to sue governments in international arbitration. The owner of the Keystone XL, TC Energy, uh, used NAFTA to launch a $15 billion lawsuit in 2016 after Obama canceled the project. At the time, some legal... Why haven't they finished the project in, in what, four years? I mean, at least get through the controversial area. Right, right. (laughs) Come on. At the time, some legal experts thought the company had a reasonable chance of winning. We will never know because the case was dropped when President Trump indicated he was willing to let the project proceed. The time may be different if TC Energy chooses to proceed with the claim. NAFTA has been replaced, okay, by a new agreement, the U.S.-Mexico-Canada Agreement. Unlike NAFTA, the USMCA does not permit Canada investors to sue the U.S. government. Okay, I read that wrong the first mm. time. Legacy claims for investments that had occurred prior to the USMCA coming into force are permitted until 2023. Okay, so... Uh, but the TC Energy's claim is now weaker because the permit issued by the Trump administration stated that it could be rescinded um, essentially at the president's whim. Oh, shit. So this is because of Trump's doing, not because of right. Obama's doing. Nevertheless, many investors have proceeded with claims on the basis of much weaker cases. Investors bet on positive outcomes in arbitration as much as they bet on governments not taking action to halt catastrophic climate change. This is because the anticipated rewards in both instances are high. One example of an incredibly dubious investor claim is the one launched by Westmoreland Mining Holdings against Canada in 2018. Ironically, this case concerned action that the previous Alberta government took to address climate change. Alberta's 2015 climate leadership plan included a provincial phase-out of coal power, which left Westmoreland, an American coal mining firm, without a future market for its coal. The company is arguing that Alberta's failure to provide Westmoreland with transition payments like those that power companies received as a breach of NAFTA. Okay, so American companies did the same thing right. to Canada yep. and now, when they phased out coal, Right. and this coal mining company yep. argued that they needed transition payments to kind of phase them out instead of just yep. cold-cutting it. And now yep. and that was Alberta. Now Alberta's turning around and saying the same thing about us, yep. that um, you, at, in the very least, owe us transition payments for just cutting us off. Yeah. So it looks like it's a weaker case, um, but they still have a case. Uh, But again, yeah, because of things that Trump has done um, by getting rid of NAFTA and restructuring things, um, they have less of a deal. But basically, the the moral of this is that um, climate change is coming for you. (laughs) And um, and if you're not making, if you're not getting things ready to to be affected by that, you're probably going to get screwed over. Like yeah, Alberta is getting screwed very, over very very quickly. Yes, like we said, there's no no time to transition. Yeah. It's just like yeah. cut they, it off completely. They the have same, a ten year timeline now, and if you're in the way, you're going to get bowled over. Yeah, and from the the looks of it, certain things are just we're flipping the switch off now. Yeah, and it's the same with the um, immigration stuff. It's just like no, we're stopping it now. Mm-hmm. No more. Yeah. Like yeah. no no time for you to restructure right. or re yeah. revamp your your um your direction in life. No, yeah. y- it's too late. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, and, gotta gotta move on. And people like John Kerry don't give a shit. It's just yeah. like, well, learn to do something else. Right. Yeah. 
And yeah. it's just, it's the same people that um, when we call for raised minimum wage and people are like, well, these are uh, base entry jobs and weren't made to support families and stuff right. like that. They're like, and they push back against that, like, oh, we should be paying people for their work. And so same people that are turning around saying, oh, sorry, the work you like worked your ass off for your entire life to right. g- gain the skill. Well, sorry, um, we're telling you to get a new skill. Right. Your skill has no value. Yeah. We have no right. use for you we're, anymore. Yeah, it's 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 obsolete. Yep. Go flip burgers for fifteen dollars an hour because we're going to raise it minimum minimum wage. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Uh, it the the lack of really concern. Yeah. Coming from right. the government. Right. Yeah. D- bothers me more than the actual actions yeah. like john Kerry's statements that are just like well yeah basically go pound sand you know right. it's just like sorry yeah. fox sucks to be you right yeah it's just like yeah there's got to be a transition here right like they should have phased it out like over the next year or something and it's right. like well um we're going to um as we create a backup we're going to phase out that this here yeah we're not just going to completely pause all oil because didn't they they stopped all oil on federal lands for right now? So leasing of of new like um, permits to, to right. look for uh, oil and drill for oil and stuff has been canceled. Okay, so it's just like there's got to be a phase yeah. plan, phase well, out plan. What I, I never understand is you know these oil companies they're they're essentially energy companies, right? Right. So you go to the energy companies and look look you got ten years to phase all your your petroleum over to something else, right? Right and um, then they'll stop right. like, leasing government lands to look for oil. Right. And they'll start focusing on finding alternatives. Moving forward. But yes. you're putting it into the hands of, again, experts instead of just saying, no, you got to stop and yeah. move over to this. Yeah. So. yeah. so it goes from this company that's been investing in finding new ways to find new oil. Yeah. And uh, otherwise, they would, like you said, they would phase it out. Instead of looking for new plans right. of new oil, they've been looking for new plans of different resources. Right. But yeah. instead, it's just like, well, we just bought up all the these leases on new lands. Yeah. We just spent all this money, and yeah. now we can't do any of it. Right. Now yeah. it's all useless. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah. again, sucks to be you. Yeah, right. And that's that's the adapt. government sentiment. Yeah. And, there, you know, it's this, you know, emergency, you know, you know this um, emergency climate change, emergency pandemic that they're making all these calls on. Yeah, we got to change because the the poles are going to melt, and, yep. and it's going to be that, like the day after tomorrow. And that's why we have COVID nineteen is right. because the poles are melting. <laughs> so yeah, exactly, it probably escaped from the poles out <laughs> exactly. of the ice in the poles. Yeah, um, it makes it makes you wonder how some of the big oil funded politicians are faring like how oh, much yeah. of an advance did like the bush family get that right. this was, or are they still well they're they're they were primarily um foreign oil guys right. yeah right and the foreign oil market's gonna be booming yeah at least so for a maybe, while maybe that's why because people right. like the bush family have so much invested in foreign oil and now right. since trump came to office right. we're more self-sustaining on oil than we've ever been right since ever pretty yeah. much right and so now People like the Bushes are losing their for- fortune, mm-hmm. so they're probably pushing. Hey, we got we got to get this out of here. There's got to be some kind oh, of agenda. I, I'm sure that's it exactly. Because n- there's nothing here that states, well, we're also freezing foreign oil investments, right? No, because if it's affecting climate, shouldn't we be like concerned right. about? Yeah, like on a global level. Yeah, like no, we you can't dig right. in other countries and destroy and decimate right. their 
their environment either because that's just as bad for the environment yeah. as it is digging here. Yeah. But no, it's just specifically on federal land, right. on like um, places here in the yeah. country. So, you know, Middle East, Russia, I mean, they're going to be booming. Their oh, yeah. economies are going to be booming. Yeah. Yep. So we got that to look forward to. It's all, you know, it's all like goes back to what we were talking about, like people's hands in yeah. the government's pocket, the the policymakers yeah. that have um, vested interest in stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's a vest, vested interest in here. Yeah, it's absolutely. like like if if Nancy Pelosi invested in a bunch of in in Tesla, having inside knowledge that the government was going to right. um, put <laughs> all their fleet on electric cars, that shouldn't happen. Right, and yeah. she shouldn't be the ones making like making policies if she has a vested interest yeah, right. in it. Exactly. If, if you are gambling on policies that you directly affect yeah that's bullshit absolutely yeah and all these tie together like that the whole um government vested interest the whole government got gambling at our expense right yeah and then when we turn around and do it back at them then they get pissed then they get pissed and regulations yeah. come down yeah. and so yeah we are about out of time though yes um so much so much here to unpack it's just ridiculous yeah and it's just i feel like what we all knew about government corruption, like it was all just like an open secret. Mm-hmm. It's just all coming like out in front of our faces yeah. with the Biden administration. Yeah, it is. It's just like, <laughs> and that's like when when pressure is put on them, mm-hmm. for example, with the GameStop stuff, yeah. that's when you see their true colors come Absolutely. out. Yeah. When they start um, either being silent on the case, like, like, Janet Yellen's case, or Biden's that hasn't said anything yeah. about it, or when they're coming out and uh, standing up for for some of these big bankers that mm-hmm. they've bailed out over the years. Yeah, it's just like obviously your your hand is showing. Yeah. But <laughs> you know, but you know, to them, you know, Trump was the most corrupt right administration in the history of the country. Right. You know, and look at all the corruption that's being exposed just in like the yeah. last ten days. And, and but unfortunately, you know. People don't see that, right? Yeah, the, the normies, as they're called, you know, they're they're not seeing any of right. that. You know, they're they're thinking, oh wow, Biden's doing some good they still, stuff over there. They still see the emperor's clothes. They're still hoping P- Trump gets impeached. Right. That's their focus. They're still watching the emperor walk by completely naked, yeah, and being like, oh look at his beautiful clothes, yeah. look yeah. at his his beautiful long cape, and yeah. they're the few <laughs> of us that see it are just like, dude. He's yeah. naked. What are you talking right, right. about? No, yeah, exactly. But yeah, that the the mainstream is painting him as you know the most normal president, and yeah, he's so Catholic and he's so normal, and and, and everybody down to earth. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's the the little man's man, yeah. the the yeah. Scranton, right. Pennsylvania yeah, right. politician. And he's got two dogs. He's, he's got, got two yeah, dogs. Don't forget <laughs> two dogs that have their own like. Yeah. Food bowls because that's what dogs have. Right. Trying to make them be as yeah. normal. Uh, yeah, he has dogs and they eat food. <laughs> that's what normal people yeah, do. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I think we're gonna wrap it up though. Um, this has been your weekend wrap up. Go check us out all over social media. Our newsletter released today. So sign up for our newsletter. We'll be in the show notes so you can do that. So if these overlords, these um, um. People that want to want to shut all us nobodies down because we're speaking out against them. If they do shut us down, you can at least find us on email. We have an email chain, which I haven't had to do in 
I've never done an email chain, but I haven't yeah. seen an email chain in probably in fifteen yeah. years. That's like I cursed seven years ago. Exactly. So, <laughs> um, check that out. Check out our social media. Like and share and all that stuff. We did have our promo for a free T-shirt, which we will announce in the main episode later on this week. Who won that? So there's still a chance. I said through the thirtieth, through the end of the month, which is the thirty days in January thirty one. Uh, 31. Okay, so there's one more day. <laughs> I will extend that through Monday, which, so you have two more days. You have through yeah. the first, because that's when we're go- going to record our main episode. Um, so get your, um, get in there and sit, get your submissions in for that free t-shirt. There, We're going to give away two of them. You have the chance to win four, or four chances to win one of those two. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm talking ahead of myself. Um, just by sharing shit around and signing up for our newsletter and all that stuff. So get in there and do that. And then uh, we'll announce the winners midweek. Otherwise, um, we'll see you back here on Wednesday with our main episode. Again, this is your weekend wrap-up. Have a great rest of your weekend and um, do everything else. Absolutely. That you do. (laughs) Never stop talking. Bam. I knew I'd get it eventually. I'll be like Jen Seiki, the the lion ginger, and just talk in circles till I figure out what I'm going to say. Never stop talking. There you go. Goodbye. Peace. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members. Remzo and Justin. A shout out to our sponsors, Goulash Media, On the Run with Remzo W. Martinez Podcast, and Banzot Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next time and let us continue to invade your ear holes and as always, never stop talking.